For week three of our podcast housekeeping series, we're going to talk about some sort of first impressions, the cover art and our podcast description. Let's get into what we need to know to get started, but more importantly, what should we be looking at when we run through our podcast audit? Welcome to the More Profitable Podcast with Stacey Harris. I'm Stacy, and this is the spot to learn more about the strategies, tactics, and tools you need to build your more profitable podcast. My team and I work every day with podcasters like you to shift shows from frustrating time sucks to productive members of your sales team, because your show should be built to generate and convert leads. So let's get into it. Week three of our podcast housekeeping series. We're going to talk about descriptions and cover art today. Before we dig into that, I want to remind you that this is good if you're starting, but what we're talking about is our check-ins. We're talking about the need to evaluate to make sure these things are still happening. So if you're somebody who's been in a podcast for six months or a year or two years, or maybe you're somebody like me who's been podcasting for nine years, this is still relevant and arguably more important because you have a lot more traction with your show now than you had when you started. There are new people discovering your shows all the time. I want you to make sure that that show is still representing the show. Because trust me, it's really easy to end up in a situation where it's all the way not. Uh, Been there personally and having to update it for clients. So before we dig into this, if you haven't subscribed to the Podcast Newsroom, make sure you do that, podcastnewsroom.com. Each month we have a brand new episode of the news you need right now for a more profitable podcast. There's also some sort of like bonus training kind of stuff I do in there. Uh, I drop some things here and there. And so make sure you are tuned in and subscribed again at the podcastnewsroom.com to get access to that completely private and exclusive podcast. Let's dig in to our podcast descriptions and cover art because again, I want to keep this like every other episode in this series under 15 minutes because today is not about you consuming another thing that will someday go on your to-do list. It's about observing and actioning all in one chunk of time. Cool? So you're going to take some time to do, do this audit, work through this series, work through these episodes. You can either do it as you're listening and do like half hour a week and play with this stuff or, 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 or they're built so that you can listen to the whole series in an hour and action everything in another hour. Cool? Let's dig in. First, let's talk about cover art. Cover art is kind of a weird graphic in our overall visual brand because most of the time people see it quite small. So even if your brand elements tend towards eclectic, (laughs) my instinct was to say busy, but it doesn't seem like a fair, you know, summarization. If you tend towards more is more, if you are a maximalist, you have my heart and that's not going to play as well on my iPhone in Apple Podcasts where I'm scrolling through. It's not going to catch my eye. It's not going to grab my attention. And so what we're looking at is where can we have maximum bang with minimum buck as far as attention grabbing. That often means bright and simple. 
That often means contrast to what's around it. So be paying attention to the trend in podcasts like your podcasts. A great example of this is if you're somebody in the financial sector, you're going to see a lot of blue, you're going to see a lot of red, you're going to see a lot of black. That's pretty much it. So if you can come into a financial sector and have a bright yellow or orange, you're going to stand out. The other one we see a lot in the financial sector, green, but only a very specific shade of green that doesn't look at all like money, which is baffling to me, but that's a show for another day. If you are, and this is going to be at least a couple of people who are listening to this, looking to target female-owned businesses, female-owned service-based businesses, you'll notice that my graphics are quite intentionally not pink. They actually were for a long time, I, uh, I mostly because I had pink hair for five years, and so when I had that, pink was part of the brand. But with Uncommonly More, it's actually quite neutral. It's actually quite calm. You want to know why? Because if you go look at podcasts geared towards women entrepreneurs, they're a lot. There's a lot of strong pink, a lot of lavender. I wanted something kind of mellow and kind of calm. Also, when you look at the podcast space, they tend to, for female podcasters, again, be pink, but geared towards a lack of gender, they tend to be quite masculine uh, and very black and white, sometimes red, occasionally blue. You'll notice none of those colors, well, black, occur in our branding. We have shades of grays. We have some uh, like taupey colors. We keep it very neutral, calm, and, and chill because that is the energy that I wanted to disrupt this sort of like manic high intensity kind of like, I don't know, aggression. I wanted to soften that. And so our, when you go look at podcasts where ours would show up next to, ours looks different. And so I want you to be looking at where can you stand out against the competition? I also want you to be realizing what's recognizable for you. So you'll notice on our podcast cover, you'll see a big old image of my face. You want to know why? Because <laughs> I've had a personal brand for, honestly, in internet years, a really long time at this point. And so I have a certain amount of facial recognition. People people see me and they occasionally know me. I also wanted it to feel, again, and we talked about this when we talked about our intros and our outros, I wanted it to feel like a conversation. I wanted this to feel like a note, granted a voice note from me to you, because that's how I approach the show. And so you see my face, just like you would on your caller ID, just like you would up in the top of your message app, just like you would on your social media channel when we're DMing. You're going to see my face because that's what's there. It also is a really great way for me to be really transparent about the fact that this is a service-based expert hosted show. This is not a sort of machinery I'm going to put you into without a face. The humanity is a core part of our brand. And so that element is there. And so you need to balance differentiating yourself from the competition with being really in line with your brand values and your brand messaging and your brand aesthetic. While keeping everything as simple as possible, which is another reason I go with a photo of me because it's 
easy to keep simple when the sort of primary image is just my face and a microphone. As kind of a bonus aside, I wanted you to notice also that if you are a subscriber to the podcast newsroom and you have both podcasts sitting in your feed and maybe you see them next to each other from time to time, you'll notice that it's the same image flipped. I know. It's again that recognition. I want you to feel like you're in conversation with me all the time because you are. I very much so think of this show as the start of a conversation. I talk here and then you talk on the other side. You DM, you email, you comment on something, whatever it is, that's your part of the conversation. That's your half of the conversation. Now, for me, that really made it obvious that I would want it to be my face and I would want it to be consistent. And I think for a lot of the people who listen to the show, you probably have a same, a very similar approach. You know, a lot, a lot of who we work with are coaches and consultants. And so it's you in the room with your clients. It's you and your expertise coming in and talking to people, building relationships with people, helping them scratch their itch, solve their problem, right? And so I want it to be clear that I'm here right from that initial point of contact, and that's the cover art. And again, sort of reinforcing what we've talked in the last two episodes, that's why it's a host-read intro. That's why it's a host-read outro. Because again, this is a conversation. I don't want to introduce another voice unless I'm introducing you to someone and we have them in the structure of a guest. Let's shift gears here and let's talk about our podcast description. I'm going to say something (laughs) right here at the top about it that I want you to promise before I say it that you will listen to the whole thing and not just the first half. Do you promise? Do you promise? Like really, really promise? Okay. Almost no one's going to read your description, so it doesn't matter from that perspective what you say there. This is not a place where we're trying to sell someone on the show. This is not a intro that's going to be read before you step on stage. That's not what a description is, so don't give it that weight. Here's the weight you do need to give it. The robots care deeply about your description. It is an SEO mother love and gold mind. And so don't devalue it to the point of it not existing. Just devalue it from the perspective of someone reading it. Occasionally people will read it. It certainly needs to read like a human. Even the robots will care about that. But it needs to be keyword driven. It needs to be using the words that the people who you want listening, and you know, I'm actually going to, I'm going to scrap that. I'm going to say it needs to be connecting with the people you want buying. And so it's not just those people listening. Yes, the you know, when you're approaching the show, the way we approach shows, when you're building the kind of show that you and I have, who we want listening should be who we want buying. But you're going to end up with people who don't buy who still listen. And so when you're using these keywords, don't just use the keywords for the people who listen. Use the keywords for the people who are buying. Because we want more of them finding the show. That's who we want to be creating everything for. I talked about this on a TikTok recently um, when we were talking about content. We'll actually talk about this briefly uh, in our next episode when I talked about the best place to get content ideas because I'm seeing so many freaking TikToks about um, Answer the Public. 
which by the way, not a new tool, has existed forever and is only as good as the hands it goes into, quite frankly, because as much as there is good, there's just utter crap in there too. Where I want you to be looking for content is in the people buying from you. And what are they asking? Answer those questions in your marketing content. And again, we're going to talk about this more next week, but the same is true when we're doing our keyword research. It's not about who we want consuming our content. It's about who do we want buying. That's where we're looking for those words. So when my clients are talking to me about uh, dynamic ad content, I'm not talking about it with a podcast expert perspective. I'm languaging the show notes. I'm languaging the episode description in words they're using, in the way they're asking me about dynamic content. Because that's who I want to find more of. And so if that's what you're searching into Google, if that's what you're dropping into your podcast player, I want to make sure my show is showing up for you the way you're looking for it. It's then my responsibility to give you the language that's going to help you move forward towards your solution. And this is a place where we get so, so sticky, especially for those service providers who have niche jargon. Nobody, and I mean nobody, is finding me based on looking for some sort of like niche tech podcasting reference. And you'll notice I don't particularly use a lot of jargon in this show. I don't even use a lot of jargon when I talk to clients. Because it's not language you use. So why would I use it? Because it's not helpful to you. Now there's some things we have to, you know, we teach you along the way. Like when we did our episode on dynamic ad content, I didn't talk about dynamic mid-rolls. I didn't talk about pre-rolls and post-rolls. I, in the course of the show, defined and explained those terms so that when you saw them somewhere, you would know what they were. But that's not how we talk about it in the description. That's not how we talk about it in the show notes. That's not how we talked about it in the title. That's not how we talked about it anywhere where it would be part of your discoverability of the episode. And so be really conscientious about that in your descriptions. How do they define themselves? Not how do you define them, but how do they define themselves? What are the terms they're using to explain their problem and the solution they're after? That's what your description needs to be about. And again, this needs to be updated at least annually. This needs to be connected with what you're talking about now and who you serve now. This is probably, of all of the things we talked about in the course of this series, and even above what we're going to talk about as we wrap up the series next week, we talk more specifically about content. This is the thing that gets missed the most often. This is the low-hanging fruit that can help your show grow with the right audience. So make sure you're checking in on this annually. Make sure you're going in and you're playing with these pieces and you're getting the things you need together because it's absolutely important that it be speaking to and using the language that the ideal clients you're after now are using, the problems they have now, and the solutions you provide now. I've absolutely been guilty of forgetting this. So if you're somebody who like launched your show three years ago and hasn't touched their description, not just you, babe, <laughs> I've been there too. In fact, it's one of the things we're doing this month as we do our own version of this audit is we're going through and we're making sure where are we tweaking our cover art? Where are we doing things with our intros and outros? Where does our description need to be loved up? Okie dokie. 
If this is something you want some help on, again, this is an absolutely wonderful way to use those podcast strategy intensives, reviewing cover art, reviewing descriptions. This is exactly what we're doing in those 90-minute sessions. So head over to uncommonlymore.com slash intensive and learn more about booking yours. I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Remember that content consumption does not make changes. So commit to doing something from today's episode. Maybe it's taking action on what we talked about. Maybe it's reaching out to me and learning more about podcast strategy intensives or what podcast production looks like with our team. All of that is over at uncommonlymore.com. And if you haven't yet signed up for the podcast newsroom, I want to remind you that is a great next step. If you're not really sure what comes next, hang out over there. Get those exclusive private episodes. That's over at podcastnewsroom.com. And the last favor I will ask, because social proof is endlessly important for sure, is to leave a rating or review for this show. If you go to ratethispodcast.com slash more, that's the easiest way to do it. But I would love to hear what you thought of the show, what you think of the show, and if the show has been helpful for you. I can't wait to chat with you. So this is just the start of the conversation. Reach out so we can keep it going. Talk soon.